bring you what matters today in markets for market matters i'm james gerrish it is thursday the 3rd of august it's 8 15 a.m here in sydney good morning to you all a uh, softer session right across the board uh, over in u.s markets overnight uh, dow down nearly one percent 348 points the s p fell 1.38 percent and the NASDAQ was harder hit down 2.21%. Most of the headlines uh, were around uh, the Fitch uh, downgrade of uh, the US uh, credit rating downgrade from Fitch uh, from their top rating to one below. Um, but I think the, 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 the bigger thing at play was uh, we had um, better than expected uh, employment data out of the US and that, um, so private sector payrolls increased 324,000 last month. That was a long way ahead of expectations. So that put upward pressure on, particularly on US 10 year yields, which um, pushed up uh, five basis points uh, to 407%. The US two year yield was actually lower. So down two basis points to 4.87%. And one of the th a couple of things of note there. So, what you observe over history is that when um, you've got an inverted yield curve that starts to steepen, that is very indicative of weakness uh, across equities. So, uh, we've started to, to see that play out overnight. Uh, we also saw a lot of um, uh, bears capitulate in the last week. So that's another interesting uh, scenario to think about when uh, the market's been um, surprisingly strong over the past 12 months. We've had bears continue to bang the drum and we've had a couple of notable ones capitulate over the last um, uh, over the last week. Uh, that's another sign that uh, potentially the market's got a little bit ahead of itself. And obviously the big run that we've had up uh, in the market, I mean, I look across our Market Matters portfolios uh, and in July alone, coming off the back of a, a, a year that did plus 20% in terms of returns, uh, July was another really strong month to kick things off. So we've obviously had a, a big run up in equities. It's not surprising uh, to see a little bit of um, uh, profit taking across the board and whatever the excuse, whether it was Fitch, whether it was better than expected, employment data, I think it's just around um, uh, traders taking a little bit off the top given the, the run up we've had and the uncertainty that still that still permeates across markets. Uh, I touched on bonds earlier, so US 10 years were higher, but US two years uh, were lower. Uh, that's that, that that's uh, not a great sign or read through for, for equities. In terms of commodities, we had um, obviously a, a lower session given the weakness right across risk assets. So um, energy markets were lower. So crude oil, WTI was down 2%, trading back below 70, uh, uh, 80 US a, t uh, a barrel, uh, 79 spot 67. Brent uh, was down the same, uh, trading at $83.39 a barrel. Uh, in terms of coal prices, they were fairly flat on the session, down about half a percent. Uh, active contract is trading around $133.50 uh, US a tonne coming out of Newcastle. Gold prices were lower, but not by a lot. And that was uh, a little bit surprising given the strength uh, in the US dollar. It was a night of risk off. Uh, so defensive sectors, uh, areas of the market did best. I, I assume that's why gold held up better than what uh, the strength in the US dollar would imply that it should. Uh, so gold was down 0.4% trading at $1,935 an ounce. Copper fell 1.3% trading at $3.83 a pound. It was above $4 at the, uh, the start of the week. Uh, iron ore ticked lower in Asian trade yesterday, uh, but not materially so. Uh, and then we had um, uh, uh, we had um, 
uh, weakness right across the commodity complex in the US that we track. So looking at the ETFs, uh, lithium ETF was down 2.66%, copper ETF was down 2.89%, the uranium ETF fell 23 and gold stocks over in Canada were down 2.5%. Uh, as I said, the US dollar was stronger, up about 0.3 of 1%, trading at 102.59. It has been strong in the last five trading sessions, so it's up about 1.7%. Uh, in the uh, the last five trading sessions, and that's put downward pressure on the Aussie, uh, which is down about two and a half percent in the last five trading sessions, trading at sixty five spot four zero. Obviously, a bit of pressure coming through relating to the RBA pausing on interest rates, uh, while the market was very much expecting them a, a pause. It seemed like um, some positioning overseas was not aligned with that view. They were taking the more um, the more uh, hawkish uh, view, if you like, of economists, with the majority of economists expecting the RBA to hike. Uh, in terms of uh, BHP over in the US, it was down 2%, uh, $1.27, but again, the weakness in the Aussie dollar will offset some of that today. SPY futures are pricing a drop of 58 points. That comes on the back of a uh, pretty aggressive decline yesterday of 96 points uh, for the ASX. So that was down 1.2% or 1.3% yesterday. And we're pricing another 0.8% uh, decline on open this morning. A uh, couple of things catching my eye. So from a reporting standpoint, it was um, local reporting is sort of trickling into gear. We had uh, BWP Trust, which is the Bunnings Warehouse or the majority of uh, that business is uh, leased to West Farmers, about 85% of the business. Um, they reported an inline result yesterday. Uh, we had Pinnacle out after market. They reported a better profit number than the market was anticipating, but a couple of interesting components there. They're, they've gone hard in investing in their own funds. So they're talking about fund flow being very difficult over the past 12 months, but they've gone and um, I guess to, to, to support returns uh, to, 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 to support earnings. They've fully drawn down a $120 million facility uh, and invested that across their affiliates, largely towards Pinnacle and, uh, sorry, not Pinnacle, uh, Metrics and Coolabar. Um, so they've, they've, they've gone hard backing uh, those uh, fixed income fund managers. Uh, in terms of broker moves out this morning that you should be across, um, we've got a, a couple uh, that are out already. So um, uh, we have the uh, Grey Mining rated new outperform uh, at RBC, $1.80 price target. Um, Orica raised a buy at City. Uh, 17.45 price target, that's ORI. Seems like JP Morgan have recut their expectations around uh, energy prices. So Santos has been cut to neutral, $8.30 price target, and Woodside has been cut to underweight and $36.30 price target. Of course, we own Woodside in our flagship growth portfolio. There's no earnings of note uh, out today. We've got a couple uh, tomorrow and then things really ramp up uh, from next week onwards. Uh, in terms of um, economic data uh, this morning, there's a bit of Judo Bank PMI uh, data out at nine o'clock. Uh, and then we've got some trade data out at 11.30. So um, uh, exports and import data uh, due out in Australia. So that brings out the trade balance. So uh, for June, the international trade balance is expected to be 
um, 10.8 billion, uh, and that's down from 11.8 billion in the uh, the prior period. Uh, looking at the market matters report today, so we're going to focus on we're sharpening the pencil in terms of opportunities into market weakness. I've got to say we're probably a little bit cautious here at this point. We've got a bit of cash throughout portfolios uh, um, uh, with uh, local reporting coming up, and obviously the run the market's had. Uh, I suspect we're going to uh, remain a little bit cautious in the uh, the near term or across portfolios, uh, but we'll identify some stocks that that are on our radar, particularly skewed towards the income um, uh, the income uh, piece this morning. So keep an eye out for that at 9:45. A red one expected uh, for the local market, coming off the back of a, a pretty poor day yesterday. But once again, thanks for starting your day with Market Matters.